Welcome to the Your Own Medicine podcast. Thank you for listening. My name is Callie Klug and I am a yoga teacher and somatic practitioner in Southern California. A Your Own Medicine podcast was really created with this idea and this intention of bringing knowledge to you to access the medicine within you and within your own body. So thank you for listening. Let's go. Hi, Fee. Thank you for joining me today on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. I'm so happy you're here. So why don't you introduce yourself and say who you are, what do you do, and where are you located? Okay. So my name is Fee Simler. I am a trauma-mindful business coach with a background in yoga. I actually got Uh, certified in 2016. And I mostly serve people who I call them like rule breakers who give a damn. They are people that may not see themselves in the traditional business space. And they want to they have like a vision for the world and they want to bring in their community. So I'm located in South Florida. Awesome. That's really cool. And so you have a background in yoga. I do. So I got certified in 2016 at an ashram, which was very cool. It was at the Art of Living Foundation in Boone, North Carolina. So I was at the top of a mountain um, doing yoga all day, every day, waking up before the sun, trudging through the snow. Like I woke up, I walked, I walked a mile just to get to yoga class. Oh my Um, gosh, you just walk in the snow? It wasn't snowing that bad. It only snowed like a couple of days, but it was very cold. (laughs) It was very cold. Um, And, you know, for a Florida girl, that was quite a change, but it was lovely. Um, We just did literally yoga all day, every day for like a month. And it was very challenging, both on my body and brain. (laughs) But that's what I, I really needed to do that at the time. And then I came out of it, taught in 2018, I got I got a trauma informed outreach certification through a nonprofit, and because I was always really interested in making yoga accessible, in in many different forms, and then the pandemic hit. So in 2019, I got really sick while I was working, a very very stressful marketing job. I had worked in marketing since 2014. I was managing a firm at the time, and I had to. It got so bad that I couldn't move i couldn't yeah. feel my body from the neck down mm-hmm. so i got diagnosed have? oh okay Go i got fibromyalgia yeah i got diagnosed with fibromyalgia so i had to take a leave of absence for about six months came back that's when the pandemic hit and i then we went back to the office very soon after in 2020 and i started to get sick again so i said enough's enough i cannot do this again And I started a business because I looked around at many of my colleagues in the yoga space and wellness spaces. And since then I've taken clients from different industries, but I was, I noticed that what was really easy for me was sometimes challenging for them or they had questions about, and I was like, oh yeah, by the way, I do this full time. This is my job. (laughs) So I kind of put all of my worlds together and started to do marketing workshops and eventually it evolved into business coaching and I I wanted to just do more than just social media for people because 
I wanted to give them the structure behind like their Instagram or whatnot to actually have a sustainable nourishing business. That's kind of how, you know, long story long, that's how I started to do what I do now. Wow. That's so cool. So when you went back, so you did marketing, you have a background in marketing. So when you got back to that marketing job, that's when you noticed you started getting sick again because of the stress of the job. Yes. Yes. Short answer. Um, it was like, you know, my hands started to hurt again. My just everything. I couldn't sleep again. My nervous system was in complete, like completely unhealthy. You know, I have random bouts of insomnia here and there but I was like not sleeping very much while I was working this job. And I was having multiple panic attacks, like, you know, the whole nine yards. Yeah. And it was just, my nervous system was very, very sick from being chronic, from chronic stress. So I began to heal. And then I put myself in the situation again. So I realized like, it's just not, it's not going to be the answer. It's just going back and doing the same thing. And thankfully I was, in a position where my husband and I decided, okay, I can, I can try to go and build this business, you know, from the ground up. And I started first serving, you know, like I said, people like in wellness and, and offering them some one-on-ones workshops, etc. And here I am now. And it's been a wild ride. I celebrated one year in business in December of 2021. And yeah. I've learned so much since then. And I think that this year is going to be a really big year of expansion. So I'm excited to see what comes. Wow. That's awesome. And so that's kind of the first question I was going to ask you is what's your own story around conscious business practices. So maybe you can go a little more in depth into your own journey into transitioning from a corporate marketing job into your own business, which is terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, I've always loved work. I always found a lot of validation in work almost to a fault. So that's been a lesson for me to learn that I'm not just my work and not doing well or having something go as planned does not mean anything about my value as a human being. So that's one of the big messaging messages behind my brand is that, you know, people say charge your worth a lot. And I don't say that because I think that you're infinitely worthy um, because you exist as a human being. And I think that you can just, there's other ways to find, you know, what something should cost. I think the word value is a very tricky loaded word, particularly in regards to marketing. So I try to just to present stuff as nuanced because it is. And sometimes that may frustrate people. I don't know. I know it can definitely frustrate me when someone says it depends, but it's because humans are complicated. And that's why I like working one-on-one with people because as much as I love group coaching and I've been in group coaching, I, I'm, I'm doing, I'm launching a group coaching program in, in March, you know, one-on-one, I really get the time to to look and evaluate it, you know, individually. So that's, that's kind of where that, that comes into play. As far as like marketing consciously, I, I continuously get trauma. Um, I call myself trauma mindful. I think to become trauma informed for me and the way I've been taught is like, it's a step up. Um, and 
I'm going to continue to get more of this training because I want to hold, I really want to be a space holder for people to have their own process and to be able to live by their own rules. You said that business really makes us like confront ourselves. And I think that that's, that's very true. And I've seen it happen. And the way that you may do it, it looks and feels different than the way I may do it. And I need to be here to witness that and let you do your thing instead of trying to make you do it the way I did it. So that's something that I, that I really believe in. I think that that's probably at the center of my one of the things that really lives in the nucleus of my of my business and it comes from the world of yoga and knowing that you're you're a space holder and two bodies aren't going to be doing thinking feeling experiencing the same thing in class so i just take what i learned in yoga and it feeds what i do as as a business coach that's awesome and like i like how you make that connection from yoga like everybody's different i will say not all teachers can recognize that in the yoga space nor the business. Not all coaches space. can. Right. And yeah. so I do think that's really cool that you you have that capacity to acknowledge that and then, and then implement that in your coaching. Cause yeah, I mean, everyone's different and I like this idea of trauma. You said trauma mindful coaching. Cause yeah, I mean, I'm going to ask this next question too. And I can even say in my own journey in entrepreneurship, it, brings up a lot of stuff of like Mm. worthiness and insecurities and trauma so all that's rooted in trauma so my next question is uh they often say that being an entrepreneur is a very spiritual journey because it calls you to face head on all of your insecurities and self-doubts so what do you think about this that could not be more true in my experience. <laughs> I, I will I will sometimes joke and say, like, if you want to do shadow work, um, just start a business. So I think maybe I can take a step back and, and define what trauma mindful means. I mean, for me, it means like I have a deeper understanding that trauma is ubiquitous and I just do my best to resume, reduce like harm in the, in the business world. And I think that there's a lot of manipulation that can exist there. So I try to just minimize that and let people, like I said, like, ev- like have an evolution in their own way. And, and I don't think they need my permission to do so, but if they do, I'm happy to, to validate that for them. And I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? Yeah. So just the idea of, you know, entrepreneurship being this spiritual journey, because like you say, it calls you to work on shadow work basically so just what what do you think of this or what's your experience with this with yourself with your clients yeah I think that this can um, be seen in many ways but I'm going to try to break it down in like maybe three parts I think one is having having a clear vision of like you know people say the word vision a lot I I think that gets thrown out uh, thrown around a lot too but having a clear vision and then sort of like working backwards and some people would say that that's the definition of manifesting some people wouldn't for me like I can be very I'm obviously like a very spiritual person but I'm also like very practical and pragmatic so I think asking yourself like what can you do today to align yourself with the identity that you want to be I have a sticky note um, on my laptop that says, what would a leader do? And I ask myself that often because I want to be a leader. So I ask myself, is this in alignment with the 
with how I see myself or how I see myself in the future, how I want to be. So that's one. I think, I think also being able to access regulation and learn the skills to be able to regulate yourself and those skills, you know, different things work for different people, as I'm sure, you know, so that's kind of how I also want to be as a coach is, can I allow there to be space for people to access their own, you know, their own regulation skills and process? And I think that those skills are necessary because entrepreneurship can be hard. It can feel very lonely. It can feel like you're on an island. And that's, I think, why people can like to get coaching because it, it has it allows them to to be accountable and to have a buddy who's cheering them on so i think accessing your you know your nervous system in whatever ways you see fit is is a good one that i would say as well and three community i community is a big part of what i do i really i really think that and and this has been told to me by very smart experienced people in the in the marketing and business world thankfully i've had a you know enough i found myself in the right i guess zoom rooms in the right rooms with people who are like vcs and experienced and ceos and tina sharkey who works at usc was saying like people that have that build a community around their brands build like a moat around their brand like a moat of protection almost or like it's like a bubble around your brand. So it's good for business, I think, and that's my pragmatic brain, but also, I mean, who doesn't want community in a, in a, in a position that can feel sometimes lonely and community is really, I think, I don't believe that anyone is self-made. I think that we're all community made and I want business, the business space to reflect that more like individualism in the way that like America, like, goes rah-rah individualism yeah. like that's not really <laughs> the the reality and anybody that says so is not oftentimes checking their privilege so that i'll leave it there because <laughs> i have big feelings about that no that's <laughs> check really your good check point. your privilege yeah well and even like you know when i think back on my like journey of entrepreneurship like i can think of like all the times people encouraged me when I was, you know, feeling low or when you're discouraged. I mean, it's a, it's a freaking roller coaster, you know, like breaking away from a nine, not even a nine to five, but just any kind of steady paycheck to go your own way or build your own business. So yeah, that, I think that totally resonates and makes sense. And one thing I've heard too, I follow, I don't know if you've heard of her, Kref's Couch. She's like, I don't think so. She's really good. But she talks about how our trauma can affect our capacity to hold abundance or success. And so Absolutely. sometimes we'll like get to a point in our business or even our personal lives too, like relationships, for example, but we don't need to go there today. But just, just <laughs> as an example, that's like a whole nother <laughs> can of worms. We, but we can talk off air about that. Yes. <laughs> And we'll get to this point where we're like about to move into this space of abundance and expansion, but because of our trauma, we are, like you said, our nervous system, like 
physically doesn't have the capacity for this. Like we're not used to this much expansion and abundance. And so we self-sabotage. So how do you see that, that playing out in, you know, your journey or other people's journey when it comes to business and their capacity for success? Yeah, that's a, that's a really astute observation. There's a woman named Rachel Turner who I follow and she's like a trauma informed business coach. She's like, she has some really interesting takes on things in the business world. And she was saying that like anything that's new or scary will sometimes, I guess for lack of a better word, like trigger your nervous system because it, even if it's like a good thing and I'm using air quotes, it, it will trigger your nervous system. And I've also seen it with a coach that I worked with, Kaylin, she was like, it's sometimes harder to do something scary than it is to do the same old thing over and over again. And there's definitely wisdom in like both of their takes. I've, I've seen that and it's, you know, going back to like that, can you access your, like, you know, your regulation? I think it goes back to that. And then that's absolutely true. And I think it requires some reflection and, you know, and, and then just saying, how can I, do I have the capacity to move into this space? And I think that that's one thing that is toxic in the business space is like when people are maybe teetering on this decision-making process, they're like, well, do you want it bad enough? And it's like, that's not the the issue. Exactly. Like some people do want it bad enough. They just, their nervous systems can't handle that. And so don't push on their bruise and force them or put them in a position where they feel like, oh, if I don't do it, then I'm a failure. That's, that's really manipulative. So I think that you can just, you can just do some reflection and see if, again, I think the word capacity that, you know, you said capacity, and I think that's a really good word. Like, do I have the capacity to do that? And what, if you don't, like, if I come across somebody who wants to work with me, but they need more support on the front end before we like come up against the walls and the the mountain that we need to climb together to build their business, I will refer out and say, this person will do this work with you. It'll be very beautiful. And then maybe we can work together. Like I will be straight up with people. I don't tell them always that they need the most expensive thing or whatever. I will just be like, I think you need this from what you're saying to me, or this person might be better served working with this person first and then maybe if they come out of it and they want to they want to take on business coaching they they can work with me but it you know i i had some guilt around that at the at the beginning where i was like i want to take everyone i want to help everyone and it's like well what's going to be best for my clients like them paying me and us not being able to like do as much with the logistics because they're they need more support with like mindset, trauma work, like energetics, whatever, or sending them to the right place. Yeah. That's kind of what my answer is, is having a really good network of people and I can, I can just refer out and they can refer back to me if they feel like whoever they're talking to is not, is like past the point or they don't need anything. And what they actually need right now is business coaching. They just send them my way. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's interesting that you do that actually, because that's like, that's very honest of you. And like, I, you're really bringing to light, you know, this consistency, like you're saying in the business world where there's 
manipulative practices or I don't really even know what word I would use, but kind of taking advantage of people that are in vulnerable states. And it sounds like you're really mindful about not doing that, which is really on brand for you and quite rare, to be honest. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. I mean, my parents taught me integrity. I'm a child of immigrants. I'm a first gen and they are very proud (laughs) Peruvian folks. And they've, they've instilled integrity in me and like the at, a, at an 11. So I can't, I, I, it's very hard for me to not live with that, like through that lens. It's like a really a North star for me. It's like, mm-hmm. do I have integrity in everything that I do? Would it make my parents proud? <laughs> and that's kind of how I live my life. Gotcha. And so um, kind of like bringing this outside of the business sphere as well, like in terms of people's personal professional relational lives like what are ways that you you know and this might be beyond your scope too because you said you do refer people out but just in your experience what are ways that people can move past the hold of trauma in their personal and professional lives yeah i think you know i don't personally help people move through trauma i do you know hold like i said a trauma mindful space but yeah, I mean, that, that particular practice is outside of my scope, but if they find that working with me in a business capacity helps them move through trauma, like, you know, on the back end when they're, you know, like it's, it does fold in together and dovetail together sometimes, then that's a beautiful thing and I'm here for it, but it's not really something that I consciously do. I think that, I mean, I think it just takes self-awareness and yeah, it's, it's, it's complicated. (laughs) Trauma is not, it's, it's hard to point to one thing and be like, oh, that's trauma or this is why I have trauma. Like I said, it's like a, it's a nuanced, complicated thing. So I would probably refer out if they specifically said they wanted to move through this particular like trauma or block that they have. But if they said, okay, I am going to work on this. I have this other stuff going on. I'm getting support, you know, from a therapist. I've actually had this conversation before. And I said, okay, are you, you know, how is that? Are you, how is, how are you receiving support from that? Cause this person told me and she said, yeah, I'm working with a therapist. I'm doing this and that. And I feel like it's, it's helping and I'm, I'm getting, you know, something out of it. And I was like, okay if she's receiving support and she's telling me she feels held in that way from a mental health professional, then okay, I'm here for it, for Mm -hmm. the business coaching. But yeah, I mean, if it's someone who's expecting me as a business coach to move them through their trauma, I can't do that in good faith. So I would, I would probably refer out at that moment. Gotcha. Yeah, that's probably a wise thing. That's definitely beyond the scope of business coaching. I mean, there is a lot of crossover, but yeah, like you're saying, that's, yeah. I mean, I have kind of an interesting story about, well, have you read Year of Yes? I forget who writes it. Shonda Rhimes. Yes. I haven't yet, but I know about that book. I, I was listening to her in a podcast about how she, I think she was talking to Oprah. Yeah. Um, 
I love Oprah. (laughs) I don't think billionaires should exist, but I do love Oprah. Yeah, exactly. That was what would keep me sane. I would listen to that on my commute to the, to my job. Uh, So yeah, Shonda Rhimes was on and she was talking about like her, I think her book had just come out and she was talking about the year of yes. Yeah. So tell me about it. Yeah. So just for everyone listening too. So this book is about, she, so this is the writer of Grey's Anatomy. And so she's like really successful woman. And she basically said at this point in her life, she was just like writing the show and then going home and like doing nothing. Cause she just was like, I don't want to do anything. She didn't have a lot of confidence, all this stuff. So she starts to say, okay, I'm just going to say yes to everything for one year. And so, and her life completely transforms. And so she kind of talks in the book about how, like how you, when you get an opportunity and you say yes, or you like pursue something, you know, you like go for something like at first you're like, Oh, this is great. And then you're like, Oh shit. Now I have to do it. Like she's giving a speech at a college graduation ceremony. And she's like, Oh my God, what's the worst thing that could happen? Like, she's like, okay, the worst thing that could happen is that I shit my pants. That's the worst thing. Could I survive that? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I could survive. And when I started like growing my business, I was like, okay, I'm just going to start putting things out there. And uh, a few months ago I had, you know, you might have this too, like little spurts when something good happens. And then you have this little moment of like crazy confidence. And that's when I like do all my crazy shit, like message people to be on the podcast and like stuff like that. So I messaged some people and one of them said, yes. And I was like, Yay. Oh, shit. but I was like, Oh no, now I have to do it. You know? Yeah. So yeah. What would, what advice would you give someone like that you're coaching? That's like in this state of either like, Oh my gosh, I'm paralyzed with fear. I don't want to put myself out there or someone who is doing this, but then they get the yes and they're like, oh shit, what do I do now? Yeah. Entrepreneurship is full of oh shit moments. Yes. Like, <laughs> you know, sometimes it is trauma, sometimes it's not. So I, I, I mean, I will just, I'll ask, I'll ask my clients, not that everybody knows hundred percent of the time, but I think I have faith that my clients know more about themselves than I do. So yeah. I just ask, but if, you know, of course, like we've talked about being able to regulate and do all of the things for your nervous system. Like, okay, if you get to that point, there's still gonna be moments where you wanna shit your pants. Like that's super normal (laughs) Um, with entrepreneurship. Like, and the way that I work through it is, what's a healthy way I work through it? Community, just having a call with like other female entrepreneurs like once a week and talking my husband's ear off. He's a really good listener. So, like God bless having the husbands sus- of entrepreneur, like I know. women, <laughs> God bless. I know, I know. He's he's just a wonderful, kind dude and he cooks me dinner. So um, I think, yeah, setting up systems of support, however that looks. And then knowing that it's super normal to be a little like scared, excited when you do something new. Because again, it's you've never done it before. And if you if you can and it's not overwhelming to your nervous system, right? Then see if, you know, if you can yeah, just go through your questions. What's the worst thing that could happen? What's the best thing that could happen? Like can't, you know, and just continuing to make those little promises to yourself and keep them, even if it's like, I'm gonna DM five people this week. 
you're completely in control of that. It's not like you're, you know, I'm going to sell five people this week. That puts it out of your control. But like, can you say like, I'm going to DM five people this week? Like you're completely in charge of that. And every time you check off that item on your list, it's like you kept a promise to yourself. And that over time will like, I think you will have more faith in yourself. That's how it works for me, at least. So we can build those little yeses on top of each other during our like entrepreneurship journey. And for me, that's how I like, how I cultivated more, more faith in myself and how I was able to look back and be like, well, I did that. Maybe I can do this now. And also having a system in place for what if something doesn't go the way you wanted it to? <laughs> I launched a group program twice and it failed both times. And like, okay, that doesn't mean that I'm a bad business coach. It doesn't mean that I don't know about marketing. And, you know, at the time I was able to work with my coach and be like, okay, like what can we tweak? And we like, you know, turned basically this Instagram program into a course that I sell. And then I'm like, okay, well, let's like, now I'm coming up with, you know, some more stuff for this year, but I had to step away for like at least a week to lick my wounds, sleep a lot. You know, it was like a, a full month of launching, which is a hustle. Oh my yeah. And like showing up and showing up and showing up and, and then, you know, it sort of just fell apart and fizzled. And I was like, now that's twice. And, you know, I had my like big sad and then I licked my wounds and I was able to recover. And again, like remember my infinite worth as a human and that I had all of like, what, what have I accomplished? Like, can I write a list of it? Okay. So I've like done all this cool shit and you know, sometimes you fail and it's okay. So, but I did have to take some time away to like have a big sad and like, you know, maybe like eat my feelings and go to the gym and be angry and be like, you know, have all those feelings and process and then mm -hmm. be able to go back and be like, okay. And I actually talked about it. Like, of course, like I made a reel about it where it was like, Hey, I did this thing. It failed twice. Like, here's what I got. Like, here's what I took away from it yeah. because there's other people out there that are experiencing maybe similar things. And I was able to be like, so freaking what? Like, that doesn't mean that I'm bad at what I'm doing. It just means that I'm a newer entrepreneur figuring it out. Yeah. And can I have as much compassion for myself as I do for other people? Which is like always been, you know, yeah. as a very ambitious person has always been not the most natural thing for me, but through owning my own business, I've been able to cultivate that for myself, maybe more than I ever have in my entire life, which is saying something. Yeah that spiritual practice of entrepreneurship. Well, first of yeah. all, I totally agree. Making reels is very therapeutic. <laughs> also, I think that's really cool that you shared about this quote failure, because that's something yeah. that we don't really see on social media because everyone's trying to sell their success. Look at my revenue, blah, 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 blah. We don't yeah. really see people, you know, like being open about these failed moments and I think everyone has had those I'm pretty sure everyone has and I totally. really believe a thousand percent that that's where we learn the most mm -hmm. and we get the most resilience from that too like the most grit yes yeah you need to have a little grit as an entrepreneur and there's a lot of people out there that are like very gentle particularly in like the healing space 
they're like gentle people. They're like, you know, they need to really assess, feel like they really feel with their bodies, which I do. I definitely like feel with my entire body and, and maybe, you know, they're, they feel like, oh, like I don't, I don't have grit, but like softness can be grit in its own way. Like softness can be really punk to me. Um, like, oh, I'm so soft. I'm like not going to let the hardness of the world change me is like really rebellious and like, fuck yeah, like be soft if you want to be soft. Like most people are not cut out to be that soft. So can you just like do that? Just do that if that feels what's natural for you. And that's kind of like, I mean, that's how I coach, you know, you don't have to completely transform yourself. <laughs> like we'll just take what parts feel good and, and start from there. And stuff does evolve and transform. That's normal. A business is like a living, breathing thing. Yeah. And I kind of on that point too, I really like how you say, like, it's kind of punk to be soft, especially in the business world. Like I'm, I'm a business Mm -hmm. major and they teach you like white man business tactics. Like Mm -hmm. that's it. They don't teach you like, Oh, how to be an entrepreneur with your intuition. Like fuck that that's not written in the books are you kidding me it's like this is how you like steal and kill and you know but like not actually but like emotionally spiritually in the business world like genuinely that's what they teach you you know how to like maximize profits like no matter by any means necessary yeah so that is really cool to see people being soft whatever that means yeah Exactly. It means different things, I think, to different people. And one thing that I always look for is like, if I'm going to invest in someone, like, are they reading books not written by white men? Are they taking workshops not led by white men? Like the the business space, there's always going to be room for white men. They created what we know as like a modern day, like business space. I hope people hear my air quotes in my voice, but <laughs> um, like, can we create more room for the rest of us? Like not just in business, but in life. That's like, you know, I have a big chip on my shoulder about that. And, you know, can I, can I create the world that I want to see starting with my business? Like I have a 10,000 foot view of like how I want the world to be. And I want it to be like more community oriented and more like friendly for women of color and queer people and everybody that isn't like, you know, a white man, not that I hate white men, I don't, I've had clients who are white men, and I appreciate that they are willing to learn from a woman of color. Like, you don't have to be, you know, a minority to do coaching from me, you can be anyone. But yeah, I always like look to see where are they getting their information from? Is it from a variety of sources? Because that's important to me. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Well, starting to unfortunately kind of wrap things up because I feel like we could keep going with this for a while especially on that topic oh yeah I could talk about it for hours yeah (laughs) okay so final lightning round questions and take your time with these I can edit out any pauses what is one message that you would tell your 13 year old self Mm. I would probably say that the friends that you have now you're still going to have like forever and so trust your gut because you're good at judging people among other things 
Wow. Yeah. That's like amazing that, so you still have a lot of your friends from when you were 13. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm in a group chat with three other gals and we went to Europe together for five years ago, four years ago now. And I've known them since I was in second grade and sixth grade. So yeah, we keep in touch. I know. I know. I feel so blessed to have really, really good friends. That's amazing. That's really amazing. And that's really beautiful. Number two, what is the single biggest thing we can do as individuals to heal the world collectively? To know ourselves, I think to to be gentle and patient with ourselves and also know ourselves because when you know yourself, you know how you're going to, you're going to take that knowledge and energy and, and put it out into the world and everything that you say, do and be. And if that's positive, then we can create like a ripple effect in the people around us and like the world around us. Yeah, that's huge. That's like one of the main components of yoga too, because of that like idea. Yeah. Number three is what is your favorite or most powerful affirmation you use or have been using? Mm. My word of the year is clarity. I have it on a bracelet here. I just keep saying clarity to myself. Nothing fancy for this year. Yeah. And really things are falling into place. I think in year two of business, um, it does, I wouldn't say it gets easier, but it, it becomes, some things become habits and that is a hump that you get to, you get to get over. So clarity, that's something that I, how can I, how can I bring clarity into my life? That's a good one. Short and sweet and to the point. Yeah. I like it. And then most importantly, where can people find you on socials, all of that good stuff, website, and what are your current offerings? Cool. So people can find me on Instagram. I'm very active. Um, you can find me at Shaky Yogi. That's with two Y's. And feel free to send me a quick DM and just connect with me. I love, I love just... I love people. I love talking to people and connecting with them. And I have something coming up in March. It's a four week brand group container where we're going to be, you know, there's going to be ongoing support and a weekly call with me. I'm basically doing, you know, one-on-one coaching, but in a group format where we're really going to get clear on um, how you can talk about your brand, what you want to do and figure out how to attract the right people for, for your business. So that's one thing I see a lot where people are like, I, I'm really confident in what I can do. I'm a really good, you know, massage therapist, but I don't know how to talk about myself and I don't know how to talk to my people. And I'm like, okay, I think this needs its own thing because it takes time to really evolve, um, that message and messaging is where the money is at. To be honest, I always say like messaging equals money. That's where I, if you know how to like be very clear on what you have to offer, other people are going to more easily understand it and be able to jump into your offers. That's what I have coming up. And then, you know, I do one-on-one coaching and yeah, I mean, everything's on Instagram. You can also go to shakeyogi.com or send me an email. Yeah, I'm available with ba- with enough boundaries that I try, that I try to, to put into place, but I'm working on it. <laughs> As we all are. I know. Yeah. 
That's awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time. And are you currently enrolling private coaching clients or are you full? Okay. Yeah. Three and six month. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today, Fee. Thank you so much for having me. This was wonderful. That's all for today for the Your Own Medicine podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, These episodes do come out pretty sporadically, so if you'd like to be notified each time a new episode comes out, please subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Um, And you can always follow my journey along, which I always post when a new episode comes out on my social media, TikTok and Instagram, at Yoga. And feel free to keep in touch. You can also check out my website at kaliklugyoga.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time.